Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey. Hey. We should have had a third person that would have been. Well, we should have had like seven more people because we go all the way up. Yeah. Is that how scales work? Don't look at me. I don't know. Think it's being about working. You know what you guys should do? Work your little thingies right now if you're listening to this podcast and type in onlystupidanswers.bigcartel.com. Why? Because we got shirts on sale. <gasps> what? If you were watching the video version on Patreon, you'd see us wearing the shirts? You see these guys. But dang you can shirts. hear us. Listen to the. Hold on. <laughs> That's a shirt. <laughs> That's a shirt. It's a shirt. Doesn't that sound like a shirt you'd want to wear? We got shirts. We got prints. And then you, there's a fan pack where you get the shirt and the print. For like a lot less money. Yes. Yeah, so you save some cash. Some so, cash. So that's only stupid answers. Dot. dot big cartel. That's B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L. Good job. Dot. Com. C-O-M. C-O-M. I got that one. There You're you welcome. go. Go ahead. Go to that, and then you can go ahead and grab yourself a nice little shirt. We got them in all shirt. sizes. All sizes up to 2XL. So what? So didn't need more than that. I'm sorry. That's all we got. That's as good as we could get it. That's all we did. But we love you. We love you, and we're going to go ahead and kick off the episode in three, <laughs> two... One. I thought that was well, the kickoff. No, you gotta, so we got we to gotta get a normal... Okay. And three, two... Oh, what is the hey, gonna... it's what you do when you do a live show. You never say the one. Yeah. You got to do the... And three, okay. two... Hello. Oh. <laughs> well, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in it. <laughs> Guys, welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast. You can put your ears into your wet little ears. Moist? Yeah, because you just got out ears. of the shower. You're running out into the door. You're getting in your car. You're plugging in your phone. You're listening to this podcast to start yeah. off your week just right, right. Right away. Just right. How do you start your week right? You listen to? Only Stupid Answers. That's how you do it. Dot com. You can listen to us at uh, the, 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 the iTunes. If you play that backwards, you hear <laughs> the entire plug. You hear the entire yeah, yeah, You can play ad. it at iTunes, iHeartRadio, a bunch. Spotify, Stitcher. iTunes, iTunes. I, I actually, if we talk about iTunes, because we like to read reviews from there, did you know we do we that? We do that. We, we do, do that. that. Hold on. But also, make sure you're going to over and following us on all of our social medias. We usually don't plug all of them, but really quick, we're on Twitter at Only Stupid Answers. You ain't got the vowels from stupid. And then Instagram, Facebook at Only Stupid Answers, and the big boy, the big one, Reddit.com slash r slash Only Stupid. Answers. We've got threads on there. You guys have conversations. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lovely community. If you want to find all that and more, you can go to onlystupidanswers.com. But as Sam mentioned, we like to read five-star reviews from the lovely iTunes. So I got this one here by Amanda Maria Reviews. May you? Uh, best nerd podcast ever. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, every Monday morning, I look forward to starting my week with this awesome podcast. Sam and DJ make entertaining content that is amazing, whether you've been reading comics forever or just are starting out. Their movie and TV show reviews are superb, and their conflicting opinions make for great discussions. The podcast just gets better with every new episode. Keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, it's like discussion. Sometimes DJ doesn't like something, and then I just whine until he says, sorry, fine, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, oh, sorry, compelling. It's, 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 compel- it's drama. It's what we get you guys coming back for every week but also we got one here from that regular bro slip into the 
<laughs> Sorry, that was a funny title. Slip into them moist little ears. Wonderful boy, people, come all. <laughs> Sorry, I really like this review. Thank you for letting me read this. Sorry. One more time. Wonderful boy, people, come all. Be it for the superhero show recaps and reviews, the wondrous comic suggestions, or to fanboy over your favorite nerdy movies. Sam and DJ got it all and have the best darn podcast around. Don't forget DJ's comic, Chaos Theory as well, a true piece of art in beauty. P.S. Both them Zeke scenes gave me a chuckle. Is that a little plug? Yeah, it's, a little I appreciate plug. it. That makes me real happy. Yay. Thank you for that. That will leave you clamoring for the next issue. Keep it up, boys. The only way is up from for you guys. Oh, thank that you. That is a very nice review. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We're going to be talking about the Punisher Netflix series, which we finished. There's 13 episodes. You guys can go watch it. Uh, we will be doing spoiler and spoiler-free reviews of yep. that. But to kick it off, we're going to be talking about Runaways. But, of course, we like to open up every episode with... What are you into this week? But first, may we talk about our friends over at Blue Apron? Yes, please. Guys, Blue Apron, is, uh, they've been friends of the podcast for a while now. And yeah. I think, you know what? Let's give them a little tip of the hat. A little tip. Because they've helped us create just delicious meals on a pretty regular basis. I've been able to cook uh, some pizzas and burgers. So I think those are the ones I always like to bring up because they blew me away. I had some. They, uh, there was a pizza I had that had purple potatoes on it. What? And I what? made a burger once that had a pretzel bun. It was rad. With like a cheese sauce. Not just cheese. Like a cheese sauce. I had figs once they, they had figs for me and did you know figs are great they put it on a little piece of chicken it was a breaded piece of chicken it was amazing it was delicious but if you guys don't know what blue apron is blue apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the u.s and while many people know what uh, they do many people don't know about the types of meals you eat when you cook with blue apron there's so many choices guys and also they're convenient because they deliver fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door and that can be cooked in under go ahead and throw a number out there guess Guess how how quick you can cook that. Sixty minutes. Well, wait a minute. It's less than that. Under forty five minutes, and the menus change every week based on what's in season, and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. And they're flexible. They offer up to twelve new recipes each week, and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what fits their schedule. And it's the highest quality. No GMO ingredients. Meat with no added hormones. Amazing. Reliable. They're delicious, and uh, they're lighthearted. It's the best part of our day when we get to come home and cook a little dinner because dinner is the most important meal, isn't it? And Blue Apron is. Reading only stupid answers listeners to their first dinner, a $30 value if you visit blueapron.com slash stupid. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping. I love the free shipping. Ooh, that's important. At blueapron.com slash stupid. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. One more time, just for fun. Blueapron.com slash stupid. Now back to the show. All right, let's kick it off with this week. That's the sound effect. Was that the sound effect? This week. That's what it is. And on three, one, two, three. This week. Everybody sing it at home. <laughs> if you guys could sing that and send it to me, we'll play different ones every single week. <gasps> That'd be I can't fun. believe that just happened. Like, <laughs> it was a runaway train. Week. I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> you gotta be it on just, top of it. This it just is, happened. This is just concentrated just, coffee from just, the week. It just happened on my watch, and now we're going to get those... And we're gonna have to what do are you into this week? Why that, pit, why that tone of voice? Why? <laughs> I love it. All right, DJ, kick it off. What oh, my into? goodness. All right, so I, I was going to talk about one thing, and now I'm going to talk about two things. Whoa. All That's right. the way I would know, blow everybody's mind. So I saw Coco. Nice. That's the big thing. That's I should the, go see that. I highly recommend it. Is it is the best word for it is delightful. It is delightful. That's it is all a, you need it from is a wonderful Pixar. Exactly. It's it's a wonderful, beautifully animated world. It's it's um 
Uh, it's a lot. It reminds me a little bit of Moana in that it's definitely like a world I'd love to visit, mm-hmm. and also. Um, I could definitely see it being a ride that I would definitely be 100% down for. Yeah. That's that started cool. how, I've, how, how I've started judging DC animated movies. Like, would I go on this ride? Yes, yes I, would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh, you mean Pixar? You said Disney, Disney and Pixar. Oh, the whole, really? The whole shebang. Oh, like, I thought you said DC. No, like, no, no, no. That wouldn't those, make any those sense. Those rides don't make it. I don't want to do the Gods and Monsters one where they murder everybody. No, <laughs> no, no thanks. Uh-huh. But but no, the uh, out of, uh, Disney animated movies, Disney, Pixar, the whole shebang. Um and so it's just it's 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 got wonderful characters it's got a you know classic the two classic uh, hallmarks of a pixar movie where it focuses on family and weirdly also on death yeah of course <laughs> yeah i mean because you gotta make them cry you gotta reel them in with uh, those emotions it does, it does you rip them open wide and yeah. then you dig it around and that's how you get the feels yeah you definitely will get the feels i wouldn't say this is up there for me with some of my favorite pixar movies like wally or Incredibles or cars 3 it definitely blows cars three out of the water um or inside out uh but it is definitely on the top top tier of of pixar films i, I definitely recommend it now that was what i was going to talk about that talk about that was what i was going to focus on however, however last night i was chilling i wanted to watch a movie i wanted to decompress you know what i mean yeah and i discovered on stars a film that we've talked about a couple times but we've never seen it neither of us never seen it uh, on stars right now is the Raid Redemption, mm-hmm. and as you may know, I'm a I'm an action movie fan. However, I've not seen this movie yet, just because there wasn't a, a perfect opportunity like there was last night. So I stopped. I watched it, and it's insane. It's an in, in amazing. What's insane and amazing? Amazing. I don't Ama- know. Amazing. Amazing. Oh my god, guys! It's hashtag amazing. Amazing. Uh, you guys can fix that. Yeah, you, you'll figure us. it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. But uh, it, I, I understand why it was such a sensation. Why it's kind of become a, a high watermark for action films. Um, why it's kind of affected how we make those action films in a in a better way. The choreography's insane the premise there's barely a plot the premise uh exists just enough to get you on this it's it's a great example because it's it's so paper thin the plot yeah but it's it it works all the details all the little details work and and add to the moment so it's not it's not a shallow experience you know what i mean like it's not just like a dumb action movie it just it just knows what it needs and what it doesn't it's like do we need like 15 different subplots and a romance no we don't need any of that yeah we just, just do it like yeah a, it's a non it's like a runaway train it's just like get to the get yeah to the end like yeah there's enough like crazy twists and stuff like that to keep to keep keep uh, uh that that train that runaway train rolling it has one of the most brutal kills i think i've ever seen and it's not even the way it's shot isn't super violent it's just the knowledge of what happens to somebody mm-hmm. gets you right right in the gut right in the base of your gut right in the like, baby gut right yeah there, in the baby gut. but uh i highly recommend you go home and uh, watch it on stars right now Sam, to you, cool. to you specifically, so to I, yeah, oh, I'm talking okay. to you specifically. I highly recommend you check it out because I want to talk to you about it because it's awesome. We're also talking to Dave. Is one anyone who named Dave, Dave right now yeah. like, to, to like have take a back? Just be like, whoa. Okay, now we're back in the podcast. Dave Reed. If you're listening right now, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know, but um. It does sound really cool. I do want to watch Raid and Raid 2. Because, yeah, I uh, want to check out Raid 2 now. And Gareth Evans has been talking about, he's been in the news about possibly doing Deathstroke movie, which would be insane. And I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter, at Sam Bash, a little plug. You can see that I retweeted Joe Manganiello's like, promo pic of him in the Deathstroke costume. It's badass. 
it's real cool. By the way, when I was working at uh, SourceFed and we did all those news reports of him as Deathstroke, I could have really used that image. <laughs> a nice like, high quality one. That would have been mm-hmm. real nice, Joe. Would have helped us out. Really been a Jeez. solid. Uh, for me, what yeah. am I into this week? I'll, of course, I will not spoil stuff, but I'm going to talk about comics because Doomsday Clock came out. And it, uh, I know you haven't had a chance to read not, it. Unfortunately not, which bums me out. Well, that's cool because we're bringing different things to the table today for what no. we're into. So, guys, this is the big event. Uh, I think last year is when Rebirth kicked off mm-hmm. with DC Rebirth. It's the 80 page epic that Jeff Johns put out. Super fun. And, like, also, it's a that's a fun book to read, even if you aren't that into comics, because it, it's a if you vaguely know characters. You yeah. know, and also, it just kind of dips into emotion. It has enough setup for a character um, in it that really, like, gets you, like, invested in it. And if you have, like, any um, background in, like, basic comic, really big comics, you'll or really watch enjoy Or watching the CW shows. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll, get, uh, you'll, you'll get some feels for it. But that's all been leading to Doomsday Clock, and I think Doomsday Clock is going to button off Rebirth, or it'll start off the next event, or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it, the first issue came out this week, and oh my god, at the very, like, I, it's getting high praise from everybody yeah. um, for writing and art, but I think the thing that just caught me is the is the art it's the most it's probably the most beautiful comic i've ever read i yeah, think Gary it's, frank's a pro man it, like snoop but like seriously like yeah. I, i've read his i've read a couple other things that he's done i think he did batman earth one with he's, um, done, he's done both volumes batman earth one he also did jeff john's take on shazam for the new 52 i did read that recently because yeah. i was getting excited so it's he also really did good superman secret origins mm, which nice. you can probably find as a trade yeah uh also if you guys want a shazam thing if you guys are always like if you guys aren't uh don't really know what like the background of shazam is jeff john's uh and gary frank's comic does a really good job yep. of like, kind of speeding you through yeah, yeah, everything yeah. You need to know and still being really entertaining. But anyways, Doomsday Clock. I won't give any spoilers, but I it's one of the most beautiful comics I've ever read. It has, um, I will say, it has this one frame of a close up of close up Clark Kent on his face. Yeah, and uh, it's like his eyes are so blue that like I almost want to touch. I was reading on yeah. my computer. I'm like, I want to like poke them like they are it's the coolest is that what happens when face. you see really blue eyes you're like your eyes are so blue i just want to poke them out of your head i know <laughs> just let me touch them i want to touch them i want to get the color out of them uh but yeah no that's like my main thing this week I'm and, trying to and think. you'd say it handles the watchman material yeah well. it, and it, so yeah guys if you um there's a big tease with dc rebirth actually it's been over a year it's fair to talk about yeah. that watchman like the, the watchman somehow are affecting dc's like universe or multiverse yeah. or whatever you want to whatever it is um and uh this is you get it opens up on the world of watchmen in the beginning and you're like crap this is really cool so if you guys have ever read watchmen or if you've been wanting to read watchmen maybe reread it or read it right now and this is supposed to lead right into it like it's yeah definitely it's a direct sequel that also ties into dc uh definitely read watchmen it really is one of those like i because it took me i read it right before the movie came out and, is that the first time you read it? Yeah, yeah, and it was one of those that like it. It, it actually reminded me a lot of my experience um, watching Citizen Kane, mm. and the first time I watched Richard Pryor stand up mm. because you hear so much because these things happened before I was around to appreciate them uh they've been so built up that like there's no way it can live up to the hype and mm. then you see it and you're like oh no this is 
this is that like yeah. this is that thing so definitely read Watchmen um, and also if you're like I can't believe they're doing this listen if you love Watchmen and you're frustrated with this it, Watchmen's not going away yeah it's, it's, it's never still, changing it's, it's that that one no matter it doesn't matter before Watchmen it doesn't matter what anybody else does that that one story is still perfect mm-hmm. and it will not become any less perfect based on anything else anybody does it's like it's like the Star Wars original Star Wars trilogy you can ignore everything else that's ever come out yep. and that doesn't change how nope. special those are to you or um, I'm totally Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters, original Ghostbusters. Like a, you can't. It's still a thing. I don't know why I, I had something in my head that like was the perfect example, just like Star Wars. Totally forgot it. Star Wars is, is a little oh, bit like of, Alien, the Alien franchise, where yeah. it's like first two nailed it, and now you're like, oh, there's been too many that are not good anymore. But still, those first two doesn't change them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that the and also Tim Seeley came out with a, a Vertigo comic called Imaginary Friends, mm-hmm. and it's basically like. Imaginary. He ex- he explains like a real world example of what a what an imaginary friend could be and how they could be good or bad. And it's like it's it's a crime. It's a it's a detective crime story. That sounds really cool. With actually. imaginary friends, that sounds way up my alley. The, I think you'd like it. The only negative I'd give it. The only and it's just it's not even that big of a negative. There's a character that's like this is going to be the main supporting character. Yeah, and he's really cool. But he literally just info dumps like bleh, like all. All the backstory is he a of Stein? like, huh? Is he a Stein or no? No, no, no. He's, okay. he's still a good character. It's just like, wow, we are just gonna munch, munch, munch through like three pages of exposition right now. Of like, uh, this is what they are, and this is what they do, and this is what they are, how bad or good they can be. Exposition is really challenging. It's a really challenging thing. It is, write. and that's not me like criticizing how he did it. I'm just like. It's, they know that it's there. It's noticeable. Yeah. Like sometimes there are scenes where like there's stuff you can do where you're, you're not paying attention to it. I think a lot of film people like that, like newer film people point out in Star Trek Into Darkness or maybe it's the first one uh, Kirk gets like an allergic reaction to something and there's exposition happening around him and if you're listening but there's this funny thing happening of him trying to like yeah it's the first one and so it's like you're not paying attention to like the exposition but you are learning it while experiencing something really fun so you're like there's a fun like give and take with yeah it. and there's a way uh, while writing book um, Into the Woods actually I highly recommend it if you want to get into film writing uh, talks about how exposition is, is a good way when you have two characters that aren't on the same page so there's a little it's a little bit com- confrontational and they both have different information that's a good way mm-hmm. I think the best example I've ever seen of, of uh, exposition use in a movie is actually Pulp Fiction because you don't know uh, the, the way it's introduced you don't realize you have zero idea that it's exposition it just seems like two characters talking and you and it doesn't pertain until like a later scene and you realize how it informed it later mm-hmm. yeah um also injustice 2 if you guys want a fun injustice story they introduced amazo and cool. since it's injustice it's scary as hell it's yeah. really like he they they wanted to test him out so they sent him anywhere they just sent him to a random city to try to pull like heroes out to come and fight him yeah he uh, a guy looks up, sees something falling, he pushes his wife out of the way, and he gets fucking, like, not like, he, the Amazo crushes him, but it's like, he crushes him. Yeah. It's, oh my, I, I audibly said, oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. Oh no. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm legitimately scared for what they're going to do. Anyways, that's what we're into this week. We want to get into the meat. Yes. We're going to start off with uh, Runaways, mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to get into Punisher stuff. Probably bulk of it's going to be Punisher, because uh, Runaways has three episodes, and Punisher has 13. 13. But Runaways is on Hulu, Hulu um, which is new for them. I actually would not hate it if they built out kind of like an L.A. 
superhero contingent on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix gets the New Yorkers. This is you oh, know, that's fun. You know what I mean? You get your little West Coast Adventures or something like that. Yeah, because uh, they built out the, the Agents of Shield primarily takes place on the West Coast whenever yeah. it stops off in a city, mm-hmm. and then the new Ghost Rider that that they introduce is definitely a West Coast, uh, the West Coast version of that. Uh, but it's definitely very different than I think pretty much anything else Marvel has ever done. Yeah, I uh, critics were really praising it. And here's just a quick backstory if you guys are just like happening to listen to this and you haven't checked it yeah. out yet. It's an original Marvel IP created by uh, Brian K. Vaughn, who's the guy behind Why the Last Man, the comic that I never shut up about. Um, and he does Saga. And uh, what's the other one that he's doing right now? Paper Girls. Paper Girls, yeah. yeah. And they, they he's obviously like he's very like you know well known and renowned and everything like that he's a very good writer so he created these original characters for marvel back in like 2002 they are the children of well-off parents in la they've been friends since birth and they witness their parents doing something that makes them like freak out but uh but then they start to find out there's so many secrets their parents are hiding and eventually they create their own like young avengers team and it's not like costumes and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, it's but it it taps into everything that you love about um, uh, like comics. Like there's a magic user. There's uh, time travel involved. There's superpowers. There's gadgets. There's yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It plays on that classic notion of like when you're a teenager, like you feel like your parents are out to get you. Mm-hmm. And what if they actually were? <laughs> like what if what if the, your parents were li- literally super villains? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the show does a really good job of capturing telling a teen drama story with the heightened story mechanics of a superhero story. It's not it's not doing one or the other. It's telling a teen drama like a, it's a, it's straight up a team soap. It would this this yes, would this would be perfect on CW or ABC Family or what it was Freeform now. What is what is it called? Yeah, Freeform. Freeform. It, this it, it actually kind of shocks me. It's on Hulu and not Freeform. Cool. Like why cool are we even to do it? Why are we even bothering with Cloak and Dagger when this clearly fills the function of what you're trying to do mm-hmm. on that network? Um, Fuck, Cloak and Dagger is coming out. Yeah, I know, man. It looks cool. It does. It and looks I, cool. No, not that it doesn't. I'm just like, oh god. So I just forgot. I happened to forget about it for a second. <laughs> yeah, and it's something I appreciate about these things, and it's something that, that you know, comics have been doing this type of storytelling ever since Spider-Man. Like uh, Stanley and Steve Ditko kicked the door open by having a superhero be a teenager. And the thing is, when you're a teenager, and one of the things that annoys me about teenagers is you feel like everything is larger than life. Like everything you sneezed in class, your world's going to end. Like, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. And, and this actually couches it in a situation where no legitimately the stakes are that high. Like, yeah. like the world really is resting on your shoulder. And I think that's and so why it's a great, it, it works. Yeah. And that's why I think so many people got behind it. Uh, yeah. it, it, it I read the first volume so, and this, these first couple episodes haven't even gotten to, running away yeah. <laughs> it hasn't gotten to the premise of what it is yeah they're pulling a preacher but um, it looks like maybe with a better with a better, better results yeah yeah because they yeah, the first three episodes the first episode just the kids second episode you actually explore what the parents are going through yeah. and you get to explore their dynamic of how like how parents in LA are or just parents in general in in America where there's like this kind of like weird rivalry and passive aggressive nature uh, to their relationships uh, and they're all it's not just like oh we're all against this one person it's like no everyone has different relationships with everybody yeah. even in, in between in the couples like yeah. there, there's problems and conflicts and which I actually really like they're well on their way to becoming some of the better fleshed out Marvel villains yeah which is and then we'll just annihilate all of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, like Marvel likes to do um, um, 
It, I, there's just something about the series though that hasn't gotten me yet. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday for a Super TV Showdown. Hope you guys are enjoying that. Um, it's on Patreon.com slash only stupid, stupid answers. Yep. I was gonna say it with you. Yeah, I know. And then I was, I I messed it up. We weren't on the same rhythm. <sighs> we'll get it. That's why I want to singing lessons. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I I mentioned that not that the actors are bad because I don't think any of the actors on this show even I actually the kids really, I actually really like the kid actors yeah. in this. I think they're doing a good job I think we both agreed that Molly I think that's the youngest out of all of them I think yeah. she's the 12 year old um, I don't I, think she's 12 year old in this I think she's a little bit older in this than she is in the comic in the comic she's like 8 oh she's, yeah, well, she's, she's definitely older yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's really young and I, they had to age her up which I think is a good idea because yeah. it would have been weirder um on it. they made everything that was wrong with the comic like that was questionable they improved upon in the show which cool. is really cool like like the uh, the jock guy he yeah. was he's an idiot chase. chase he's an idiot in the comics yeah or he's just you know like lovable dummy you know yeah. he's the shaggy but like in this i'm like now just make him the jock it's okay we can yeah. we we can it works better um but no for me the writing of the kids until episode three is pretty rough for me i'm not like the biggest fan of how they interact with each other um not that it, not that it's bad it's just not for me yeah. um and, but I still stuck through because I can't control myself. Like, I watched Inhuman, so of course I'm going to watch all this. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but by episode three, there's some fun dynamics of people being paired off. Yeah. There's a really fun scene between uh, the Wilder mom. Because I, I I, there's no way to remember every single parent's name. There's so many parents. Uh, not only is there just three episodes so far, but we also had to watch all of Punisher this week. All right. We so, and then I, all our CW shows. So uh-huh. we'll get there. We'll get their names eventually. Our lives are hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, come on. <laughs> uh, but no, um, the kids... The kids uh, I think they're very well acted and I think the way they are teasing their abilities and what they can do is really fun. Yeah. But also while watching this I was thinking I'm like if uh, let us know in the, actually in the live stream if you guys uh if you guys had read this before and if these character if you understood what was being introduced to you like cuz you get you get a tease of a dinosaur, you get a tease of a girl with glowy arms or you get a yeah. tease of su- uh, super strength. It's like w- are we just assuming because there's no hint of anything else Marvel related happening here. This could be in its own little world. Yeah, for all we know. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not, but probably for all not. we know. Yeah, but like the context of that, that the little girl is not freaking out more that she has abilities or uh, that uh, one girl had Chloe arms or like, you know, or magic. It's like they're not reacting in a normal world scenario. They're reacting in a superhero heightened world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it, there's something, the context of where this is coming from is weird. It, it's weird mm, for me. Interesting. No, I, I was... I, I was, could be overthinking it too, so... <laughs> no, I was um, I was really into the first episode. I was surprised at how much I was into it because the trailers didn't give me a lot of confidence. Um, but uh, I unfortunately have not had a chance to read the first volume yet, but I thought they did a really good job introducing the characters and the dynamic. And I found the kids likable. I found the actors likable. I especially really like, um, the guy uh, playing Alex Wilder. Hmm. Um, he's kind of like the, the leader. Star, yeah. yeah. And, and I think he's doing a really good job. And I also really like chase as well. Um, and Carol, Carolina, Carolina, the glory on the girl, the, the, the cult is, uh, aspect. I don't remember that being in the vol- in volume one, but you guys can correct me on Twitter or whatnot. I believe I also heard that that was added. That was an added, mm-hmm. it, and that which is cool because it's a very uh, interesting and unique take on LA, which is like the, yeah. it's obviously like it's Gabora and it's yeah. a take on Scientology and because there's aliens, and there's levels and stuff like that. It's yeah. really interesting how they're choosing to to go about that. Yeah, but I like I like the parent. I will. We have a tweet here um, from uh, at m underscore. 
R-O-K-H-A-Y-A, basiconic. Uh, don't you think the runaways is too much about the adults and not enough about the kids? I think you're going to, to make this last, you got it, and getting such great talent like James Marsters, which I, I love no, him. And he's I'll so watch good. Him in. That's really the main reason I'm watching this show is because he's in yeah. it, yeah. Um, no, you got to, you have to balance it. Well, I think also you have to balance, I will say, I think focusing it, the 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 first episode sets a very clear tone that this is a teen soap and so then by basically having a second pilot after the first one that is focused on the parents feels like a little bit of a mistake mm-hmm. i think maybe let it go five or six episodes where the parent like the kids are being like our parents are monsters they're bad guys and then you go back and you realize they're not they're bad, but they're not monsters. Like yeah. they're people. Yeah. Because that's an element I really do. I do like that the power dynamic is different in every couple. Um, like in 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 the religious group, the Scientology group. Like the dad's not in on the pride, all the pride stuff, yeah. which is interesting. Which is crazy. And in too. some households, like the 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 dad is clearly in charge, and some households the mom is. In the wilder household, it feels a little more even. Yeah. They all have different like supervillain. I think the parents add different dynamics that hopefully inform the kids' perspectives more. Mm-hmm. Um, the scientists are my favorite. They're my favorite family to watch. They're, they seem the most like if you had to be stuck with one, it's like yeah, I I could deal with them. Yeah, you know what like I mean? they're they're like they're they're a little too they're a little invasive, and they're the most LA out yeah. of all of them. Oh, like the LA you think about are like Oregonians, the yeah. yeah. Um, which I I do like how they're leaning into LA stereotypes with yeah. this, and I like how the families are all spread out into different fields in LA, which is something they took from the comics, which is cool. Yeah. I'm gonna watch a couple more episodes, and I think it's only twelve, so that's not too bad. And I, yeah. if I did Inhumans, I can do anything. Yeah. So you're saying this is at least as good as Inhumans? I can say that. <laughs> I, I can I can actually say it's a little bit better uh, or a lot better <laughs> yeah, like significantly better significantly no, I, um, better. <laughs> so far uh i'm i'm into it i like where it's going i think i, I definitely don't think you and i are the target demographic no and that's again and that's totally, totally fine, fine. that's 100 yeah. fine however for what it's doing i i like where it's going i like the thought that's put into it and so many people are giving it like positive reviews and not just reviewers but like uh fans yeah. and so cool, and cool, people cool. who are just hopping into it which is good nail it just do it like uh it is weird because um nico minero minoro mm-hmm. what the with the staff the magic staff she her mom somebody was supposed to have been referenced in doctor strange mm-hmm. that i feel like is never going to be brought up in the show which is kind of a bummer oh is are they like is there like a relation her and drum were had cameos in in doctor strange Really? Who's yeah. drum? Wait, who's drum? Uh, 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 not Jer- not not um, not brother Voodoo, but his brother. Oh, his brother was well, in he, it. He, he's in it and he's yeah. killed. But also, they I think they referenced either that and like the tie-in comic. It's they reference Minoru. Really? Yeah, that's cool. But it's probably not. I would like. I, I at this point, it's like I've come to. Try, I've made as much peace as I can with the fact that like Daredevil's not going to show up in Avengers Four. You know what I mean? No, I still hold out. Hope. I I hold out hope, but I've come to. But at least have these. I would I would love to see maybe um uh who's the go- Robbie Reyes have Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider show up. I mean it, it, there is a point when like at least scro- one one episode come on like when the Runaways kept going like a scroll joins the team and you get Victor Mancha and I'll, yeah, I, if, his... if they ever introduce him I won't say who he is yeah. but he was in the most recent Vision comic and he was really good in that like yeah there's and there's a few tw- and and Alex Wilder plays a big part in the recent. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist thing, oh, and I'd cool. actually really like to see that actor 
stop over in the Defenders universe. Mm-hmm. Like I, at least I, for Luke Cage. Yeah, at least, at least for Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see. I'd like to see more of that. So I'm kind of hoping they they incorporate some of these these characters because it's it, I, the T Marvel TV has the benefit for me of getting characters that I interest me more. Mm-hmm. Like Ghost Rider, Daredevil, Punisher, The Runaways. Like these are the characters that I think of when I think of Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Outside of Spider Man, obviously. Yeah, the the um, lower tier, like the, the they're the level. ones that interest me more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so so I'm hoping the TV world uh, can can cross them over a little bit more. Uh, Salma Ishawk on the, in our live chat on YouTube. Shout out. Uh, I, they wrote, "I'm a sicker sucker for teen drama as well as parent drama." Well, then this show is this right up right your up alley. Your alley. Um, I, and I also like that they don't seem to be backing away from some of the more outlandish elements from the comics, like the fact that we have a raptor in the basement. Oh, wait till you get to episode three because it I did. Oh, I've watched it. Oh, you I've did. Watched, I'm oh, caught up. So you can get to the gog, the, the X-ray specs and everything. Yeah, like I, that. I. You know what's funny is actually the the third one. I I'm the reverse of pretty much everybody I've talked to, every review I've read. The third one is my least favorite. That's so the far. one that started to sell me on the show. And it's weird because it's definitely where it becomes the this is the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're past the table setting. And, and for I some lo- reason it didn't click for me, but did it clicked not, for everybody else. So that's fine. Did you not like the scene with the Wilder mom interrogating Molly in the restaurant? That was cool. That yeah. was that was a really cool use. What was another cool thing that happened? There was something else that I thought was really interesting. That I like that her abilities make her pass out a little bit. Uh, I, it was, I like that setup. I also, uh, um, it was interesting. Like the X-ray specs, like, did you look at my dick? She's like, oh, it's fine because women objectification, all that's like, I don't, I don't. Gert, I appreciate you, and I get who you are, but I'm pretty sure you're not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not a good person. You need to cool it. But I get, but again, you're a teenager. You're a teenager. Teenagers are worse. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. If you're a teenager listening to this now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Jack Hallett at Jack underscore Hallett. Do you have a favorite character from one away so far? I love Chase because I played lacrosse growing up, but I am also a nerd. So far. Sorry, I had a yawn. I thought I could uh, get it out before. Um, so far, I am interested the most in the cult stuff just because cult stuff is always interesting to me so i'm you should check out the path at least the first season i should i finally watched it. this is the first hulu series i've watched oh so, cool because i did watch a little bit of 11 63 but i never came back that's um, a good show it's man good it's one. and the show the finale had me in tears uh-huh finale the finale yeah it's a finale it's a finale that makes you cry no uh, so far i'm really liking the cult stuff i don't know if i like the the girls so much i think uh favorite character not Chase. Uh, not that I don't like him. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be Alex and Nico, just because the, all They've the kids cool again. Too. The kids are still like rubbing me the wrong way a little <sighs> bit. I really like that that bit where she's. It's it's a smart it's a smart play like where the mom's coming in so she covers up the mistake she made with the staff mm-hmm. by doing a, something she'll get in less trouble for which is like being in the bedroom with Alex and they're and they're bickering with each other uh-huh. as they're trying to like get in position was great. Yeah, I really like that. So I think them. Mm, and I'm and I like how Gert and Molly interact with each other. Yeah, that's uh, a cool. Gert interacting with other people can get a little annoying. And yeah. Molly by herself can get a little annoying, but them together is really sweet. And I yeah. like the setup of like we don't know who their parents are, and that's I'm actually really excited to find out. I'm that's the biggest mystery I'm most excited for. One, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this pod? What's happening? What were yeah. they trying to do? I feel like the Marvel shows do play play it close to close to the vest too much like yeah. they they rely too much on like Ooh, we're gonna keep this mystery like sometimes you just need to tell us what the show is and yeah then and uh, do what, it. what the hell's happening with james yeah. marster uh, it's like what what actually happened yeah i i, I like that setup where is, this thing doesn't she, work and then he go like i did like that she setup. 
actually teleport over there nope. or did she did, but we I, remember, yeah, remember the switch when like the she's talking yeah, and then the, the, he the oh, oh, wife that, shows up oh yeah 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 no I, I think that's him just losing his fucking mind see that's what I mean I don't know yeah. what's happening I sorry I'm trying to like say spoilers and not say spoilers but yeah. like there is um, it's uh, I'm most interested to see what just because I like him so much yeah. I loved him on Angel and um I, I, and he was on Warehouse 13, um, which I know not a lot of people watch that show. He played it like an immortal uh, guy that nice. like accidentally got immortality as like an experiment with his family. And so he spent most of his life just being an asshole. <laughs> like he's like, as I, you do. I, he would be like a trickster or like a, a king or he would always try to like marry rich and like it always like once they died, he'd like lose it all. And he's like, gotta try again. No. It was a really fun story. Anyways, I'm excited for that. I will check out the next couple episodes. What and, would you rate these three episodes? Um, like a six, and like, uh, and that's not like a, trying to give it a D. It's just a six out of ten. Like it's six out of ten. I give it. I give it an eight out of ten. I give it a solid B. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's maybe doing a six point five. I'm into it. I think it's doing good. I think it's cast is good. I think it's it's setting up an interesting world, and I I'd recommend checking it out if you like any Marvel stuff. Or if you specifically if you like any teen soap, this will definitely be up your alley. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, I hope hopefully the show grows on me more as we keep watching it. That's that's what I'm hoping for. But I think it's time to talk about the other big show. What would you give in humans? Oh, a nine out of ten. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for lockjaw. I never, I never, I for, for lockjaw between a point five and a one. There you go. Yeah, because lockjaw. You know, they and should... when Karnak split the bullet in half as it flew towards him. There you Does go. Make any sense? No, because a human can't move that fast. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Let's let's salvage Karnak and Lockjaw over to Agents of Shield and just pretend humans never happen. Oh man, I'd love that. Oh my god, that show was so stupid. That show was so stupid. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna move on. Before before we go to pun uh before we go to Punisher, uh-huh. uh, we're gonna do spoiler free and then spoilers. Let's take a second to talk about our pals over at Omaha Steaks. All right, so are you struggling to find the perfect gift for someone who has it all? Yeah, you have it all. I don't know what to get you for Christmas. Always go with food, specifically steaks and the other amazing food items offered by Omaha Steaks. You know, all right, I'm gonna get that for you for Christmas. Please right? do, man. Yeah. I we they they sent us they sent us a little a little love to us, and it wasn't just like a little bit. They sent us they filled this box to the brim with tasty goodies, with amazing steaks, amazing burgers. Mm-hmm. They uh, had some veggies in there too. It was a ooh, it was a delicious dinner. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I highly recommend it. So for only. Forty nine ninety nine. You can get the family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code stupid, stupid. that's our favorite code, mm-hmm. in the search bar. That is 75% off. Now, one more time. That's omahasteaks.com and enter our code stupid, stupid into the search bar. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just for the listeners of this podcast. Listen to everything that you will get for less than $50. This is insane. You get two filet mignons. Two top sirloins. Two boneless pork chops. Four boneless chicken breasts. Love it. Four kielbasa sausages. Highly recommend those. Four burgers. Four potatoes au gratin. Four caramel apple tartlets. One Omaha Steaks seasoning packet. Plus, get four additional kielbasa sausages free. <laughs> oh my That's goodness. You get four extra. Also, they're really good. They're like, delicious. We're not joking around here. This is a uh, this is an insane amount of food for such a good price. So go to omahasteaks.com, enter 
our code STUPID into the search bar and get 75% savings. It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit because, DJ, you're getting it. One more time, just so you know where your gift's coming from. <laughs> OmahaSteaks.com and enter the code STUPID, stupid into the search bar and get 75% savings. Back to the show. Let's get into spoiler-free reviews of The Punisher, may I? What? Yes, please. I very much enjoyed the show. I, um, I, I have some gripes, but like anything, but I th- think oh, this is the most consistent show that Marvel and Netflix have made. That's fair. Um, that doesn't mean it's my favorite. I think they just learned from the like six other seasons of their shows that Jeez. they've already done. Yeah. Uh, and they they've made something special, and also they had to toe the line carefully of like knowing that the Punisher is a monster. <laughs> I mean, we can all like him. We can all like when he shows up on Daredevil and everything like that. But the character's a monster, so uh, he's just murdering people, and that you can't you can't do that. No. So um, uh, I think John Bernthal is the best casting they've done in any of these shows. Even though I love Mike Coulter and uh, uh, Kristen Ritter and yeah. um, what, Charlie Cox. Uh, Charlie Cox. And then, and then, and then oh, yeah, just, sorry, they can't say that. Can't I, say yeah, that. I think I, John Bernthal is definitely he is he's the one hundred percent the best Punisher Frank Castle, best Frank Castle. Uh, it's the coolest and most down to earth and understandable Punisher they've ever done. Yeah, it's the most I've ever seen the Punisher as a person, like as an individual, and they've done and they they carried that over from the Daredevil show, and I yeah. definitely think. Um, uh, John Parenthal carries the show. However, for me, the the best appeal is his dynamic with Micro. Like this is the best version of the Odd Couple ever. Yeah. No. And this uh, and talking about consistency, this is the best supporting character any of these shows have ever introduced. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think about it. Like Mike Coulter, he he did mainly talk to like Rosario Dawson and Pop. I yeah. think that was. I'm, I'm. It's been a while since well, I've watched no, Luke listen, Cage. Well, listen, don't let's not underestimate Colleen Wing because she's better than her lead. She is. So but that show is such a drain. To yeah, watch. that's Sorry. true. I know there are fans of Iron Fist out there, but for us, it was just a drain a to lot. watch. And like with Daredevil, Foggy had to grow on you after a while. Karen was good, uh, and yeah. Karen's really good in this as well. Uh, and Spoilers. then with uh, uh, Jessica Jones, <laughs> you had the roommate, uh, or not the roommate, the uh, the the Trish though. Trish is great. That's yeah. fair. But since this is like one on one with Micro and Frank, basically the entire time, yeah. it's my he is my favorite supporting character they've introduced. That's fair. I, I think for me that really the first three episodes were good, but it didn't really click for me. The second it kind of becomes the Frank Micro show, um, it really clicked into place. I think I think they did. I, I was very, and I think I've mentioned this on the show. I was very nebulous about the idea of making the death of Frank's family some big conspiracy and tying into a big conspiracy. However, the way that conspiracy allows the show to move away for the most part away from the problematic aspects of the Punisher mm-hmm. um, and allow it to be kind of its own you action thriller spy action thriller kind of a thing you yeah. know um, which they have not done it's just been like mob kill mob hit yeah and we move on from that yeah and then and then uh the way it, it allows a connection between billy russo and frank yeah which is Who's great. amazing he's yeah. such a uh ben barnes uh i really like he he did some movies dropped off for a little bit westworld brought him back and he's yeah. done like maybe some movies and then with this i really hope we can see him more because he's a he killed it he yeah, killed it with he's, this. he's definitely um, I, I'll save more of my thoughts for that for spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I I agree with your consistency idea. I definitely think uh, Jessica Jones is one hundred percent still my favorite, and I think the best of these Netflix shows. Agreed. But I feel like overall this ties for me with Luke Cage, and and something else that they did was really good. I think these Netflix shows are at their best when they're actually about something other than people punching other people. Mm-hmm. And so you know, Luke Cage is about is about being black in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jessica Jones is about uh, the struggles of women in America and sexual assault and all that stuff this is about ptsd coming out of the military how we treat our soldiers Mm -hmm. and by by uh, attaching itself to that it it elevates the show yes and i i i really respect them for uh at least trying to tell the story of veterans in america does it nail it no but that's a very difficult thing to talk about it does a really good job though i feel and from people i've talked to that i know that are in the military they do enjoy what they have to say in this um one of my gripes though is that there's a side character named lewis and again not getting to spoilers but he is a veteran that doesn't have much tied to uh punisher at all until like as the, the show progresses and then they their paths cross you see how he is handling coming back from war and you know it's not okay like yeah. it's not good and yeah. he's uh he's crying and like he's lashing out and it's it's all over the place emotionally and his in his psychological state's not okay yeah um and you understand why and where he's coming from and how the world is treating him and creating someone like this. Yeah. But the payoff for it, I don't think is... is, yeah. where, is It leads to one of the weaker episodes of the show. For me, the two weaker episodes, I think it's nine, It's either 9 or 10 or 10 and 11. Yeah. I think it's maybe 10 and 11. Yeah. It's, it, it, it is interesting to see where he... He's a really good actor. Whoever plays Lewis is really good. Yeah, he was good. also in 11, 22, 63. Oh, very cool. Yeah, he's, he's, a, very, he's a very good actor. He but looks it, like a, another Ryan Phillippe a little bit. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. would say it's not the... It, he, his character leads to the one time the show really tries to engage with the gun debate and it doesn't just fumble the ball. It like runs the ball into its own end zone and gives the other team points. Like it really... <laughs> they Like it almost, it almost derailed the entire show for me it was uh it didn't do that for me but it did like it a lot of people were saying a lot of people before the show came out said that this show needs to address gun control in some way a lot yeah. of people were talking about that and I, I i was probably part of that crowd of like this is a this is a touchy show this yeah. is a touchy subject for the show but as i watched it i realized oh actually if you just focus on veterans you don't have to talk about it because as soon as you do you you undermine your character because this is what the Punisher is and they try to come up with an argument of explaining why the Punisher is this way or why um, like a a pro-gun argument Uh, but the pro-gun argument actually it doesn't the way they structured it doesn't work because for a second I was like you know what this is interesting I don't I'm I'll just I can put it we don't pull out political opinions but I'm anti-gun I that's I can say that yeah. but I was interested to see a show try to tackle a pro-gun argument yeah. now, that was interesting and then when they got into it I'm like oh they're not doing anything with it they're yeah, like, they, they don't, literally it's, they, fum- they you're right though they do fumble it like it's, yeah, they, it's it, 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 they don't really show a clear understanding of either side of the argument and then I found out when I was researching <laughs> yeah. that uh, I think it's Steve Lightfoot um, is the showrunner of the show, and he is British, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't. He, I would imagine uh, it, he's been he worked on Hannibal. He's been around for a while, so he's probably been in uh, stateside for a minute. But it, he, it, it probably isn't as real for him as it is for some of us that live 
in the states the whole gun issue yeah so so i i and, and again because this version of punisher isn't just running around gunning down criminals in the streets like he's dealing with a very specific issue which this punisher i think is the most under i mean like i said this it's yeah. the most understandable for him to do that yeah it's only immediate threats that are in front of him or things that have been affecting him or the people around yeah him. so the fact that he's not just gunning random people down in the street i don't think this show needed especially since it did such a poor job it didn't need to engage the gun debate yeah um, but it, you know we'll get into that in spoilers i think we're ready for spoilers i think we are ready for spoilers before we do that do we want to go ahead and give it a rating rating and a ranking because i think it's fun to rank yeah the, the netflix shows for me i'd give it Honestly, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think the show, I really enjoyed it, and I was actually really invested to see, like, uh, Frank succeed at what he's doing. Micro getting back to his family. I love the family dynamic with Frank and Micro's family. I love that, like, this weird, like, not, it's a triangle. I wouldn't call it a love triangle, but this triangle relationship of, like, people not knowing that everyone knows everyone. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I like seeing Karen and uh, the villains were amazing. Uh, ben Barnes and uh, I don't know who played the William Rollins. William character. Rollins, that that character, he uh, Agent Orange. Yeah, um, he was uh, very scary, very scary. And how they dealt with the government and veterans, I really I thought that was interesting. So eight out of ten. You know what? I would also give it an eight out of ten. I feel like it made some uh, it made some pretty big mistakes, but. It also has, I think the second to last episode is one of my favorite episodes of any of these Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and that last episode's pretty it's, intense. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, once he f- goes full on uh, Punisher mode, uh-huh. uh, Paul Schultz, by the way, is Rollins. Is oh, okay. Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, overall, I think the acting is really solid. Uh, I think, like you said, the, the character, the consistency of the show... Um, even though there's, there's some little plot things that are kind of wonky, we always have to get one character. And there's always one character. Always that's one like, character that's geez. not great. In uh, Jessica Jones, is that it's that neighbor, the um, neighbor. And this, but in this one, it's a, it's Stein, it's Madani's partner. That it's like, why are you here, man? Yeah, just stop talking. Yeah. And, and they do. It's a little spoiler. They do fix that problem yeah. so uh but yeah and and to rank it i think jessica jones is still up there as yeah. my favorite and then tied for second for me i think i tweeted this and you guys uh sent a bunch of your own rankings which is really cool so if you guys want to keep doing that find my tweet and you can send them to me uh but i did jessica jones number one and then tied for second is luke cage and punisher for me that's yeah. they're they're very evenly tied because the first six to seven episodes of luke cage are so good with yeah. cotton mouth and then when they make their decision to do that with Cottonmouth, it's a risk. Yeah. And it didn't pay off. And no. um, but I still like the rest of the show enough. But and with Punisher, I think um, there there was it was a slower build. Yeah. So that's why it's not better than Luke Cage because that those first couple episodes of Luke Cage, this like the tech, like it was the Punisher. It doesn't have like a feel. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like a world. It doesn't yeah. have a texture, but it is like I can imagine this because this is the most grounded any of these shows have ever yep. been. Um, and then it would go. Daredevil season two, um, Defenders, uh, Daredevil season one, and then Iron Fist at the bottom. You know what? I agree with that too. I actually agree with that because uh, it, it becomes a little bit shaky once you start getting into the to the. I feel like Jessica Jones, Punisher, Luke Cage, all that is feel like you feel pretty confident about it. Yeah. Once you start getting into Daredevil season two, is actually pretty solid. Defenders, it's like it's it's Defenders, Daredevil season one. It's tough because there's there's moments or episodes that are some yeah. of the best of any of these shows. The opening to Daredevil season one is. Awesome. is amazing and it kickstart all this so and it's, then yeah. and then the defenders teaming up for the first time is amazing and then there's other stuff that it's like what the hell is happening right yeah. now like so it becomes a little bit wonkier but I, I i really agree with that ranking i think that's a really solid ranking. a lot of people don't like the jessica jones series which is interesting. well they're crazy people <laughs> they, they're crazy people or they don't you know they can't 
Fight I don't us. know, man. Fight I don't us. know, man. It's, fight, I think it's some DJ. of the best mature superhero storytelling you could possibly get. It's a really cool story. Um, so now let's get into spoilers. Yes. Spoiler alert. Here mm-hmm. we go. Spoilers. Um, the uh, With Lewis. Uh, oh, yeah, let's becomes, get it out of the way. Yeah. So basically he, he goes full like uh, terrorist. He like starts bombing uh, innocent civilians. And then this creates an argument that they're like, oh, no, he's not like the Punisher. The Punisher looks his victims in the eye. Which is also one weird justification that that makes what he does okay. Yeah. And also not true. Literally in the first moments of the show, we see him snipe somebody, which is a cool, a badass moment. We see him snipe somebody across... Amazing. state line like country yeah. lines what do you call that That'd the border. border yeah yeah you know what i mean and, and so it's like no he doesn't and also the argument is that uh he cu- he killed innocents and punisher killed people that had immediately wronged them or done something illegal or wrong or you know whatever it hurt but other the people. show doesn't make that argument which is weird they do mention it once but then they never come back to it and they just let the punisher try to talk his way out of it and you're like this doesn't work it yeah, doesn't, it work. doesn't make any sense and it's such a bummer because the build to it yeah. was really interesting and even when he, uh curtis by the way curtis is one of my favorite supporting characters and I thought these Netflix shows were going to pull the same thing of killing the black man. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, stop doing that. Like you no. did it with, you did it with almost every single show. Stop doing it. Yeah, um, even, even Luke Cage, except that Luke Cage had the benefit of adding other black people. Yeah. In the show. <laughs> <laughs> but still like you guys stop doing that. And so I'm glad Curtis made it. But anyways, when Curtis confronted Lewis in, in yeah. the, in the crazy veterans apartment or half, not fake veteran, yeah. which was a fun twist yeah. as well. Um, that scene was really cool. And seeing Lewis change his mind, that was interesting. I thought that was going to be the end of it. It was like this is this led to the reveal of Punisher, and maybe Lewis can go to jail now or something like that. Yeah. No, it went into him going full suicide bomber in this. And which that yeah. episode where he's where Punisher's saving Karen, and they do a little Rashomon where people are telling it would have worked better if if there weren't somebody like Karen in that scene that we know is te- definitely telling the truth. Yeah, but where people are telling their different perspectives and Punisher's cool. making his escape, uh, and then Lewis blows up in the in the freezer. Yeah, um, no, but the, my big but thing, but the argument argument and then the the, the weak ass senator that's that's like anti-gun and then everybody's like on his case but like wait you're anti-gun but you have armed bodyguards after somebody's threatened your safety and blown up people it's like yeah yeah man like why why is this weird yeah because uh, you know that the gun argument like there are people who are like who had the extreme opinion on both sides of like no no guns cops shouldn't have guns no one should have guns yeah yes those people exist but we can all agree most people are moderate they are no. like no i'd rather that civilians can't buy so many guns or uh, high powered rifles weapon, yeah. weapons like and again that we they're not getting into yeah we're not going to get into that debate no, here we're, we're talking we're discussing how the show how the show handled it. it that the the show decided to take the extreme thing of this guy just saying no guns period which isn't what most people want they just want either cops or military officials to have access to them because they're they're the ones who protect us yeah um and then so the argument doesn't make any sense that like how could you have security that has it that's how other countries have armed police force that's how it works also other countries where you can't get guns there's a way to get a gun through government channels he even says he, he has he has the moment with karen where he's like i'm not against uh everybody having no guns i'm against wait i don't want super people have it he says something and it's like what what does that mean? What does that mean? And just then, say just say something that's more concrete and something that actual people think. And then Karen's like, "Well, you know, I have a handgun." Yeah, that's again, that's not the argument anybody in this country's having. Yeah, like the handgun. It, 
Well, people, people are. People, but, to but, be fair, but, yeah. But the, the majority of the argument is not that because people aren't being mowed down by the dozens by a handgun. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's not really the argument. And then they also kind of go in the argument where Punisher's like, ooh. It's almost like the show makes the argument like, hey, have as many guns as you want, but bombs aren't cool. Yeah, it was anti-bomb. It's like, people, and it was like, yeah. Are we terrified of bombs well, i mean yeah but like but like not the same no one's fighting for the rights to you to make a bomb, bomb in your yeah. house yeah um and that's the only one we can all agree on and let's I think, not make bombs on our house exactly but one cool argument that i thought they were going to bring up for a second was like thinking about it, i texted you about it it's like this world's heightened from ours this world yeah. is having alien invasions there's robots flying around lifting cities off the ground like yeah. this is scarier literally so <laughs> having a gun makes more sense in this world like it yeah. and like and and again not getting into opinions political or whatever but that could have been an argument that they use they're like yeah. we live in the city that was invaded by aliens that were just mowing down people do you remember that like yeah. remember like the woman that uh tricked jessica into coming to our apartment and she wanted to kill her that like that's the mentality people have that well, like I, I this is terrifying you're, you're touching on something interesting there where you had an opportunity with this to kind of go alongside the debate in a more heightened fashion mm-hmm. that allows a little bit of distance and maybe the show could have carried because it would have maybe even justified the Punisher a little bit well, more. Even, even then, well, you know how they justify Daredevil is Hell's Kitchen right now in the real world has been completely gentrified. Yeah. And so it's not a scary place anymore relatively compared to how it was in like the 70s. Yeah. But because of, in the show, the excuse is because of the incident, because of the alien invasion, it's a shithole now. Yeah. And everything became cheaper because no one wants to live there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So now so now you can make that same argument for the Punisher. There's in, in like Jessica Jones did with the idea of sexual, instead of directly engaging with the idea of rape and sexual assault, which is a little bit heavy for a superhero show Mm -hmm. they couch it within the more heightened reality of this world that makes it a little bit easier to grapple with and I think you could have done that a little bit more with Punisher but beyond that beyond those two episodes that really oh sorry I do want to say just because and when Lewis blew himself up I'm like his story didn't grow to anything it it felt like it fizzled out it was basically there to have the punisher reveal himself yeah and but that wasn't that didn't feel satisfying to me yeah i I totally understand i i i I really don't like those two episodes overall because his like intro with him almost shooting his dad and like building the trench in his backyard and like and freaking out and accidentally killing this killing this guy like i was genuinely upset because i'm like fuck man like he he didn't mean to do that and then like he just snapped because of his mental state and like everything like this it just escalated not saying what he did was okay it was just like i can understand him and now I can't. And it also now has, he seems like he died for nothing. Yeah, and also but he also has one of the in an earlier episode, he has one of the most unbelievable scenes in the show when a white cop starts harassing him for handing out flyers for gun rights, which I don't believe would happen at all. But yeah. anyway, no, yeah, uh, no, again, heightened. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we another another little gripe about yeah. the show because there is a lot that I again we we highly rated the show. No. Just making sure that's clear. Uh, uh, Salma. Uh, is Hawk said, uh, I grew to like Sam Stein and spoilers did cry when he died. Good for you if you're like Sam Stein. Sam Stein for us is definitely the neighbor from Jessica yeah, remember Jones. Remember that scene where Not as bad though. He's giving like a presentation of how this raid's supposed to go down and his boss Madani, the person who's in charge of him, yeah. corrects him and points out stuff and then he gets really pissy about it. He's like, Fine, did I do anything right? It's like you're that's your superior officer, man. Like, why are you being a little bitch right now? Yeah. Like, what the fuck's happening? Uh huh. I did. I I, I, it down. I I was glad the way he went out was actually really cool for yep. him, and it, it did a lot of good stuff for Billy. It for Billy and, and Madonna. Madonna, that yeah. thing. So he that was his such function. a messed up scene when she's in the bath and yep. like being bathed by him. Yep. It, it just it solidified because when you got the reveal of like if you guys knew anything like it, whenever they did the press releases it was uh, Ben Barnes will play Billy 
uh, what was his last name? Billy Russo, Russo yeah. aka Jigsaw. So you're like, oh, oh did they a- do that in the press releases? Yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean, of course. They're like Ben Barnes is going to be cast as this. So you, I, I knew at least. I didn't know who Jigsaw was, but I knew he was an antagonist. Yeah. So the reveal of him being in the car with the general was fun, but I was like, I don't know if I really buy it right yeah. now because he's like he's trying to help out. But with that scene, I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, he is, he is bad news bears. I, I one of the few things I knew about the Punisher, uh, you know, Punisher obviously for obvious reasons doesn't have a large rogues gallery because mm-hmm. he kills them they don't come back but the one one of his recurring villains is a character by the name of jigsaw he was in punisher war zone mm. uh um, he's you you mentioned he's one of the only um punisher villains that's like alive yeah <laughs> like, exactly yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of the few recurring ones and uh, uh punisher fucks up his face and that's why he goes by jigsaw because it looks like a jigsaw puzzle not mm-hmm. literally but, but whatever sweet so jesus well, that scene. well, yeah, we'll get to that yeah. in a minute yeah because so um but but he's he's i've always known him as just known him as just the one crime boss that frank hasn't quite killed yet yeah. right um in this show they make him and I think it's really smart because it really adds a lot to the character. Uh, at first, I thought it was going to be like uh, in, in Tim Burton's Batman where they make Joker the guy that killed his parents. Like, you don't need that. Yeah. What they do here, I think you do need. I think it adds a lot because yeah. they make him. He was he was like Frank's brother in arms. And there's a long scene where Frank's explaining to Micro like, no, one of the few people I trust in this world is Billy. He is my brother. We served together. My family was my family, but my, my unit was also my family. Like I And been, Billy's a part of that. I've been literally living in like a squalor, but like I'll go hang out with him. Like yeah, exactly. I don't want to be around anyone, but I'll be around Billy. Billy, yeah, and you and I really felt that relationship. And another great thing about Frank Bernthal's performance is depending on who he's interacting with, you see a new side of Frank. Yeah. And which is really Cause, cool. Because it's fucking bon, John Bernthal. Bon yeah. Jernthal. Bon Jernthal. <laughs> and so with Billy, you really feel that rapport and I think uh, uh, Ben Barnes a really great job doing that dynamic so when billy inevitably turns it really does hurt and you can you can sense frank's hurt and and it's a really great setup and then so the whole show i'm sitting there going like when are they gonna fuck up billy's face i think in warzone he falls into like a glass grinder Ah, yeah but 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 even it's abstract it's like he falls on a thing you know he's fucked up or i thought it was something was gonna blow up and glass was gonna hit his face Uh and then when they get to like harry osborne in the third spider-man yeah Yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like i i something like that something like comic booky and silly or something and so when they finally get to that last fight which is rad like the past it's a good thing that the those that two-parter that i didn't really like was followed by three of the best episodes of the show yeah uh when he fully becomes the punisher oh my god that like it was a really cool carousel scene like you really saw how just fucked up billy was and like that what he did to the kids it's like so they're bleeding out frank bleeding bleeding out out. it's like whoa Mm -hmm. uh i when madonna showed up and she just got like nailed with a bullet i was like that was a little silly but i was like also like come on how did is he just that bad at headshots because he does the same thing to frank yeah um but and And also why was i I, i'm sorry this is uh i medical students are gonna be angry with me why were both of her eyes black after that like what remember when they visited a hospital and she's got like the two black eyes like she's kind of spin and smack her head on the ground i guess so i don't know but but oh true she didn't get like yeah like she looked but it's probably a thing yeah whatever anyway so you see the mirrors in the carousel and you're like, oh, this is, I was waiting for one of a bullet to hit him and it's not going to hit or Billy's his head goes whatever. through or something. And or... when he grinds Billy's face up against the broken glass, I, it was intense. It was something else, man. I, 
I was like sweating. I was like, this yeah. is, I, I'm actually genuinely terrified now. I'm like, okay, you know, he doesn't need a gun. <laughs> he, he will still <laughs> yep. ruin your life. And that was just a mirror, man. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he ruined his life. Well, and the show doesn't uh, really, I, I don't think it really interrogates Punisher's morality, at least well. Mm-hmm. But the one moment that kind of felt like that is when he, Frank does the classic supervillain thing of like, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to suffer. And it's like, what are you doing, Frank? You like, what are you doing? Next Come to- on, here man. to top it, uh, so we're absolving you of being a terrorist because <laughs> we kind of messed up too, didn't we? It's like that's what? not how it works. Yeah. That's not how and it then works. he shows up at the at the uh, at the um, uh, help meeting, which was sweet, but it's also like, what's happening right now? Like, I did <laughs> I did like that because it was just like, okay, maybe, maybe if they didn't do a second season, we know. Frank is somewhere out there at Fine, least hopefully. doing better. But you know, I think this show's going to get a second season. If Iron Fist got a second season, this is definitely, definitely. going to. Are you kidding me? It yeah. has to, man. Uh, and this and the second the setup for the second season is great because Billy is around to come back as Jigsaw, and he has connections to all the main characters in this. So there's a way to bring Madani back. There's a way to bring um, uh, uh, Micro back, which I hope that because his micro his relationship with Frank is so great. Uh, one other gripe: uh, Micro's son. Uh, I, the, the lashing out. Much. The lashing out was an interesting take, but when he decks his sister, I'm like, and don't like him anymore. Yeah, mm, don't it, give a shit it, about it, you. I don't necessarily uh, appreciate. It, it, I don't know if it's necessarily interrogating the idea of masculinity, but some of its takes on masculinity are a little dated, in my opinion. Mm. And then some of the female characters don't quite get as fleshed out. As I, I read a review that pointed out, like, how come? Every anti-hero with a tragic past always remembers these angelic versions of their wife and not a time where they're like telling a joke. I mean, you kind of do that. Oh, telling a joke. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. being a person, like oh, having a, person, a personality. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like when they had arguments and I was like, well, I mean, they're dead. You, you well, kind of try do, to remember the But you also things. do kind of get that. You get, I like the way they handle that memento. Memento handles that. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's all about memory. So, of course, it handles the memory part well. Yeah, that's a that's a good movie. That's a um, very special movie. I, I, and also, if we did a season two, I'd be fine if we didn't um, do more flashbacks to his wife. Like, oh, I, yeah, we, please. We, we, I'm, I'm hoping my favorite episode of the season, Home, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that kind of ends it because they do kind of an inverse. One of my favorite scenes in all of Superman comics ever is an all-star Superman where he gets an opportunity to just be happy. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to leave and be Superman. Yeah. And it's a great moment. And this is the inverse of that where yeah. like Frank's like, hey, Frank. Frank, you want to give up on revenge and just be at peace and be with your family? He's like, nah, nah. I'm the Punisher. Yeah, and then he but just gouges out the dude's th- eyes. Oh, sweet. Baby <laughs> that was geez. horrifying. That guy becomes full, like, <laughs> yep. villain. He's like, I'm going to make you suffer. And yeah. it was like, cool, I'm going to poke, I'm going to jam out your eyes. But that I like that episode. Although that was another time that I wish they kind of engaged with the fact that Frank can just soak up punishment and be fine, apparently. Because, like, two days later, he's having that. After he's tortured to the to the brink of death, he's getting a fist fight with Billy. Yeah. And doing fine. He's doing fine. Doing- and then he gets hurt even more in that fight. Yeah, he got shot a lot and just kept going. By the way, that kind of transitioned us to uh, people saying that they, they miss Claire. They didn't get any Claire well, we, Temple uh, we got in a, that. We got a... Um, a uh, tweet from da, 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 uh, Gerald Downing mm-hmm. uh, at Jer underscore Downing. Where was Claire? I need more Rosario Dawson's Claire. Hopefully, we'll see her in future season in, in a future season of Punisher. Definitely, when they brought in Curtis to help him, it's like this would have been the Claire moment, and it makes sense that Claire is not being pulled in for the Punisher. Yeah, I did like Karen being a part of this. Yes. And, I, and someone did didn't someone tease that like there was going to be another Marvel hero that showed up? Yeah, on this? I think a, a producer or something said 
said something that people assumed meant other heroes would show up and so there's there was a ton of think pieces like why moon knight's gonna show up and punish her and it's like no have you guys not we know like i mean we, we most, had, we've had we've had 12 announcements saying that he was going to be in it maybe daredevil but oh no, he's gone and like, Defenders, yeah. yeah i assumed daredevil until we saw defender i even said when we were watching I'm like of course it would have been daredevil and it's like oh wait he's in a coma somewhere yeah somewhere uh but yeah someone was uh mr terry fournier uh he said the one thing that bugged him that claire never showed up to fix him up and uh uh katie Hulan pointed out the black eye thing she got in a wreck when she was 17 flipped her car hit her head two black eyes oh so it's a it's a head trauma thing. head trauma thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um that makes sense thanks kate hopefully you're okay it's been a long time but hopefully you're okay um uh, yeah, but overall, like I, I did enjoy the show. Uh, we have another tweet here from at NTRPD. Uh, what would you like to see them do in season two of The Punisher? That's tough. I think they could wait a season and then in like a season three do the Jigsaw story or just burn it. Just go through, not burn it, but like do the Jigsaw story. I now. say go. Yeah, I say go for it. Yeah, because it's it, he would be terrifying. He's already terrifying. And think about when he's pissed off. Well, like, I think I think the where you go in season two is you have Jigsaw come back. And of course, he wants revenge and he uses his connections to go into crime. And so now we get more, a more traditional Punisher against criminal situation, except mm-hmm. that it's somebody it's personal for him. Yeah. And you use I don't necessarily want to see this because I really like the characters in the show. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if you're setting up for season three that, that Jigs, Billy as Jigsaw wrecks, like maybe kills Micro's family. I hate that. Like, I love I, his family. I know, but yeah. like does something where Frank really settles on, no, I kill everybody now yeah. because I let Billy live and that was the biggest mistake of my life. Yeah. And so now... If you, and that would be a really cool arc for Frank. Yeah, and yeah. so then you set up a season three where it's, it is the traditional Punisher where he's just going wrecking random criminals, mm-hmm. uh, which again, I don't necessarily want to see because it's tough because it's like, I want to see Micro and Frank work together but I also like having Micro with his family, and yeah. I want them to be safe and fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's not how these shows work. It it's going to be not, depressing. It is not, and they could introduce something. Um, hey, maybe bring the that. hand back. Just have him kill a bunch of ninjas. You know, just like just like dead ninjas, just dead people walking around. Like that way, it's like it's not that bad. They're already dead. <laughs> They're already dead. Don't kill uh, families. Just kill the dead people. And it would be interesting if they set up a situation where in Garth Ennis's run, I'm going to use this. I'm going to say Micro portrays Frank, but that's it's not it's more complicated than that mm-hmm. uh in his mind he's trying to help frank yeah uh but considering how much i love their dynamic if you really wanted to rip my heart out do that story like uh-huh. set that up for season three mm-hmm. uh and you it, that would that'd be rough on me because this is definitely my favorite part of the show also little gripe micro in flashbacks looks as just as greasy and, <laughs> and homeless <laughs> as he does in uh present day so i'm yeah. like just, you've been grooming you've been grooming technically and like I, I no offense, but I don't see this version of you lining up with the wife that you have. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. If you shaved Maybe. and like cleaned up, uh, well, but funny remember he does joke. have he does yeah. have moose dick, so. <laughs> so that was a really funny scene. Um, and again, anytime they're bonding, anytime they're I the the when they're going out to meet Gunner in the woods. Oh, the sandwich and he has the thing? sandwich, yeah. and Frank's like, "Why didn't you make me one?" He's like, "I thought you liked that shit." Yeah, the MRE is like, "No, if you had a choice, everyone wants a sandwich." The little Thanksgiving scene, which that was my favorite flashback. Was me the, too because it, it wasn't a flashback it was like a, a dream sequence where yeah. both their families were together and I it made it cool. it showed you that frank actually it, he'll call micro an asshole but he clearly cares about him a yeah. lot um and again another great humanizing 
which is weird. I never thought I needed a humanized Punisher, mm-hmm. but it's great. And seeing him like cry and like be scared, like genuinely scared when he's like torn up that he couldn't go bury Gunner. That yeah, that man. really sucked. Um, but overall, really, really interesting show. It's one of my favorite military dramas, like military yeah. espionage stories that I've ever seen. Uh, very cool that it was in a show format. But it didn't feel like um, it was like an NBC or CBS show where they've, they've done this like on NCIS. Parents love NCIS, so I've seen plenty of episodes <laughs> of that. And those like kind of handled it with like this, like, you know, with kid gloves a little bit. Yeah. In this, though, it, was, it felt very visceral and real, and I, yeah. and I really liked it. Uh, but yeah, I, I would... I would like to see a season two. Uh, it would be fun to see him interact with other people. I just don't know how you'd do that. I don't know how yeah. you could do that in a way that didn't seem like, oh my God, you know, like he could interact with Daredevil because he's done that before. Yeah. Maybe Jessica Jones, but like I could, I don't know about Luke Cage or. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I, there was a, there, uh, Punisher has a history with Nick Fury. Uh-huh. And so I know I'll never get it, but it'd be cool if you found out on one of his special ops thing, like he did something with Sam Jackson's Nick cool. Fury or, or another agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I will say that if you find the other Netflix shows a little bit dark for you, this, I feel confident in saying this is the darkest Netflix show. Yeah. So on that level, like just be aware of that going in. I think besides Daredevil, uh, Daredevil's intro, that this is my favorite intro to a show. I have to think about that it's because the, it is a good. It's back to it's we really kind of cool. lost our way with Iron Fist, but we're back in with Punisher. Yeah, Defenders was really cool, yeah. um, but no, this was really cool. Yeah. Like it was, I really liked um, the, the. It was like a he is cowboy, lone yeah. man, like you know, going out and saving the day, killing people, whatever. Uh, but overall, yeah, I, I recommend it. I recommend um, this. Uh, I'd recommend it before I recommend Runaways, but again, Runaways it might be just for other people. So yeah, they're, they're definitely. It's you called it on the. Uh, Patreon like night and day but like it's one's the surface of the sun and the other one's a black hole (laughs) a black hole of depression despair and blood and violence yeah and uh but no I'm glad I watched it I uh, I was definitely dreading doing a 13 hour stream I'm glad we didn't yeah and I could actually take the time to watch this because because it was a slower burn it, it made me appreciate it more so guys Hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you thought of The Punisher and The Runaway. And make sure you tune in to Super TV Showdown because uh, Runaways will now be a part of like yep. uh, our, our review. And also Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back soon. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about sure our CW will. shows. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, Crisis on Earth X. The oh, big, so uh, amped for that, CW man. crossover. But also, go check out our shirts. OnlySuperDancers.BigCartel.com. There'll be a link. If you're listening to this, there'll be a link in the description of nope. this. You can go and just... I don't know if you can click it, but at least you can copy-paste it into your yeah, browser. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you also on our Instagram at only stupid answers on our Twitter only stupid answers yank out the vowels from stupid you can find it there or just go to our website only for all the info where you can listen to us and where you can follow us DJ plug it yeah if you still uh, want to get your hands on my comic you can go to chaos theory comic.com nice um and you can find what shops it's in or buy it online. Also, there's a place to sign up for a sneak peek of Chaos Theory 2, December 1st. Uh, I'm going to send out my first uh, sneak peek email. Sneak peek. Uh, I got some concept art I'm going to share with you it's guys pretty for cool. the follow-up. Uh, I read the script. Uh, and exci- here it goes. I'll tell you the whole, the whole thing. thing. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really excited about it. So if you want to get that email, sign up before De- December 1st. Very cool. You can follow me at Sam Basher. I'm doing stuff over at New Rockstars as usual. Talking about The Flash. Please watch the breakdowns. There should be a new one out today, Monday, since this is when this goes up. Mm-hmm. And there'll be more later in the week. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, well, hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. If you're international, hopefully you had a good week. And uh, stay hydrated. Go on a walk. Go on 
a walk when you listen to this. Walk. It's nice. Go look at the trees. All the trees are changing. It's great. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.